Welcome to another episode of the Replant Bootcamp Podcast, the Boots on the Ground podcast for replanters by replanters with your host, Bob Bickford and Jimbo Stewart. Here in the trenches with you doing the gritty and glorious work of replanting dying churches. This podcast is sponsored by 180 Digital, the church website and branding partner you need to help move your church forward. Here we are back at the boot camp. Bob, I hope you're ready for the next episode. We are on the other side of Yuletide and Christmas gifts and Advent wreaths and all the things and starting to put all the Christmas stuff away and get ready for New Year's, which is a, a fun time of year. We're recording this well before Christmas because we are super professional, but <laughs> I'm hopeful that on the other side of Christmas, we both go, man, that was a really good Christmas and great time with our family. We're going to speak prophetically that Christmas was good and not ruined. But yes, as our faithful longtime boot campers know, the Bigfords will shout out a phrase when something goes awry at Christmas, that Christmas is ruined. And hopefully we haven't said that this year. Yeah. So I've just jokingly been saying it around my children lately, anytime anything happens, but I've not yet told them the Bickford story. So I'm just trying to see if they catch on to me saying Christmas is ruined every once in a while and see if it becomes a thing. And I just recommend shouting it out whenever you can. Just shout it out. Just, just at some point in time, shout it out. Absolutely. Well, I have been enjoying some good time in Arkansas with my sisters and parents and cousins and my grandma and everything. So I've already gotten to see, even at the time of this recording, I've gotten to see a bunch of my family and have some good time and excited to see what comes in the new year. Hey, early speaking to my sisters, early in the new year. So a week or so after, a week after this is goes live, one of my sisters, Bob, surprised me with a very expensive Christmas gift. Uh, that I cannot reciprocate the value back to her. She bought tickets for me and my wife to go to LSU's bowl game, which is in Orlando this year, the Citrus Bowl, sponsored by Cheez-Its. Hope you woke up feeling the cheesiest. I woke up feeling the cheesiest, coach. (laughs) And uh, seeing that commercial. So me and my wife are going to go to the Cheez-It Bowl on January 2nd. So I'm looking forward to the new year and going to Orlando with my wife and going to LSU's bowl game. Go Tigers, man. That's exciting. Who are they playing? Who do they have? They're playing Purdue, which was not super exciting. I mean, Purdue's good, so it'll be a good game. But Purdue's QB1 has already self-selected for the draft, uh, and so he'll be sitting out the game. Their coach left, but they just announced that Drew Brees is on the interim assistant coaching staff now. And so that's going to – I mean, just so that's – just excited. I don't even know if he'll be on the sidelines for this game, but that is exciting and interesting to, you know, especially for LSU fans. We all, most of us love the Saints and, and love Drew Brees. And so that adds a little bit of excitement to it. But I think it'll be a well fought game. And if nothing else, it'll be a good couple of days in Orlando with my wife. That's awesome. Well, I love Cheez Its. Yeah. I don't get them because they're not organic and we don't eat that kind of stuff in our house. So I have to be in an airport and be hungry. And buy them in the snack shop. So I will uh, I will maybe sneak some cheese. It's while I'm watching LSU. And by the way, so you think about Purdue, Purdue's not a very exciting university to me. Like it just it feels like Jimbo, a baked potato with no butter or sour cream. That's what I think of when I hear the word Purdue. Just a baked potato. LSU? <laughs> I think of <laughs> Well, if Purdue is like a baked potato with no butter or sour cream, then LSU is like a baked potato with crawfish etouffee and some Tony Sacheries. <laughs> there you go. I, I, this is true. I was thinking more dat dog 
like a, you know, a good dat dog. <laughs> there you go. A good dat dog. Hey, look, not only do we get to look forward to the Cheez-It Bowl at Citrus Bowl, Cheez-It sponsored Citrus Bowl for LSU in the new year, but I think just in ministry in general, it's a really wise thing to evaluate how the last year went and plan some goals and things for the next year. And this doesn't ha- I mean, so some, sometimes I think this is a discipline we don't do as often or as rigorously as we should in ministry because it's 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 a lot of work to do it really well but I think it's important what are your thoughts Bob on kind of an annual evaluation and then trying to set some plans and goals for the next year man I love it I I think that it's incredibly important to look back over the years see what you've accomplished if you've written down goals to, to monitor your progress and then see where you are right now and where the Lord would have you go in the future like we can do that in a personal life. We do that in our marriage. We could do that in at our church. There, there's so much help that can be had in looking back and then looking forward. So I, I think it's a regular practice. I think regrettably, Jimbo, I wish we did this in November all the time rather than December yeah. because December is so busy. And so I, I know, especially right now, in we're recording this later, but the weeks that we're in right now, just in in a lot of what you and I are doing, we're we're doing this right now individually and then professionally. And I would I would think starting this in November as a discipline would be helpful. But in principle, absolutely for it. Yes, but so I think what we can do today is talk through at least some good questions that you can consider, some things to think through as you look back on the last year, and then take that as an opportunity to think through what is it that maybe God has for us in the next year? And I believe in the power of really good questions. I think questions can accomplish a lot and help us a lot. And so I came across a document that Bob Bumgarner put together that I saw on first from a First Coast Church's resource that has some really good questions. And then I have some other questions that I think we can throw in there. And so I think uh, if you have not started this in November and you're just now thinking, and in, in now, how do I do this? These would be good questions. Just sit down, take an hour or so, and reflect and evaluate on your with yourself. Or if you can set a time with some team members. Some, and by team, I think one of the things that's important for us to say on this podcast, because I think sometimes when we say team, a lot of our guys who are solo staff, bivocational listeners, check out. And they're like, man, I don't have a team. And this is one of the things that we always try to encourage when we talk about team. You, you should have a team. That does not necessarily mean that they're paid. Uh, or even staff, but you should have, I mean, who are your deacons? Who are your elders? Who are your leaders, small group leaders, ministry area leaders that you could, you could sit down, you could have a meal, you could have coffee and you could just at least have a conversation and take down some notes about some of these questions that will at least help you get some version of an evaluation of the last year that can then inform some things you want to work towards in the next year. Yeah, that's great. I I do think that's a good word of exhortation to pull together a group of individuals that you trust that are have an objectivity that that have been engaged in ministry. And so, if you're thinking, if you're a, a solo replant pastor or a revitalization pastor, I mean, bring some positive people in the room who can give you enough of a critique, but also enough encouragement. If we just bring critics in the room, man, we're gonna we might resign right there after that process, right? <laughs> so, Yes. So bring some people who can who can have some objectivity, but also some perspective and insight. You don't always want a person who's just, yes, everything was great or everything was awful. You need that person who can can live in the tension, but also celebrate what God has done. 
Yeah. So speaking to that specifically, one of the things that uh, Craig Hamilton talks about in his book, Wisdom and Leadership, when it comes to evaluation, is he says, gather a group of others around a table, literal or proverbial, to help you clarify where you are in the lay of the land. You'll want people who have a wide perspective, a unique perspective, a particular power of insight or influence. You'll probably have some feel for where here is, where you're at right now, because you're the leader and you're overseeing the whole, but because you're finite, and fallible and possibly blinded because you are the point person as the leader, you'll want to invite others to the table to share their wisdom so you have a more accurate picture of here. And this is in a chapter in Wisdom and Leadership where he talks about we need to look back to where we were and we need to look to where we're trying to go. But we also have to look at like, where are we right now? Where have we gotten ourselves to? You can't really get directions to where you're trying to go until you know where you are. So let's go through just some of the questions that are are good to ask. One, I I think a great place to start is if you set some goals last year, and if you didn't do this officially last year and you didn't write anything down, you probably still kind of intuitively, organically had some things in mind that you wanted to see done in 2022. You you hoped that such and such would happen. You really hoped you, look, it, I'm not saying you had to have a number attached to it or anything, but there were probably some things that either you wrote down or you just kind of organically in conversation knew you were working towards. And so look back and what were you, what were you hoping to accomplish for the glory of the Lord in 2022? And just first see if you can write down what some of those were. And then from there, you just ask, so how, like, what progress did we make? Did we get there? Yeah, I think the the progress idea or word jumped out to me, Jimbo, in the sense of most of us, when we set goals, we want to achieve the finish line, right? And so we'll go through the goal setting exercise of this is our goal. And then we anticipate we're going to achieve it fully in the next coming year. And sometimes you may just make some progress on that goal. And what I would say is, is Celebrate the finish line. Yeah. I mean, you know, run through the tape, you know, let the balloons go, all that kind of thing. But if you've made progress, I mean, celebrate that too. And don't dismiss that because we all progress at different levels and we encounter all sorts of challenges throughout the year that cause us to not be able to achieve our goals or to, to realize them fully. But here's what I would say. Realize and celebrate your progress. Like if you've made progress, celebrate, that, note that. And then here's the simple thing. Just bring that goal forward, right? And maybe you can realize the accomplishment of it in six months or three months into the new year rather than waiting for the entire year to go by. So super important word there. Yeah, I think it's great to not only celebrate when you completely accomplish a goal, but the progress that's made. And I used to would say the old famous adage, shoot for the moon and you may get a star. And then I realized that is horribly astronomically incorrect. Like... <laughs> The moon, the moon is far closer than stars are, Bob. Like, <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense to say shoot for the moon and you may get a star because you can get to the moon a lot quicker than you can get to a star. Yeah. So what would you say? Like shoot for a bird and maybe you'll get the moon. Is that what you're thinking now at this point? Just- I don't know. I have no idea. I've not figured out a way to maybe boot camp listeners. If you can tweet us back when we put this episode out or something, let us know what is what is a more astronomically correct way to say that. I wonder what the origin of that phrase, now I'm getting like off on a track. I kind of want to look and see like, what is the etymology of that phrase? And maybe it was back when we didn't understand astronomy at all, that stars are way further away than the moon is. (laughs) Yeah, we probably need to move on. (laughs) So anyway, so don't use that phrase because you'd be wrong. 
But ask questions about what were goals that you set, whether those are official or unofficial, what progress was made, not perfection, but progress. And then as you dive into the progresses that made, one of the questions I love that Bob has on this form that we'll attach in the show notes is what are the turning points and highlights? So, so specifically, like where was progress made? What were the turning points in that? Whatever the goal was that you were working towards and you made progress, what what specifically happened that helped you see progress really turn in the right direction for that? I think it's a great question for evaluation. It is because I think, Jimbo, it will tell you what actions, what conversations and what steps you took to get to the that either that progress point or the finish line of the goal. So I think one of the things that is hard for us is we see the goal and we're, we're not sure how to get there in terms of practical steps, right? So maybe a, a turning point was a critical conversation that you had at, with a key leader in the church, or maybe you read a book and a key insight came that really just like added fuel to your ability to achieve progress or even the goal. Or maybe you went to a conference or Jimbo, here's another one. Maybe you listened to a significant episode on the boot camp and it was like and it was just revolutionary. Absolutely. So if you did, tell us, like let us know. Yeah. So and because you know, we're just changing lives here at the boot camp, Jimbo. <laughs> Look, if we if we're one of your turning points of highlights, we want to know. We want to bring on the podcast and hear about it. Not a turning off point, a turning point. Yeah, we don't yeah, if if we turned you the wrong direction, I guess we want to know, but we probably won't bring on the podcast for it. Probably not. All right. So then from there, a next question I think that would be really good to ask according to this form we have from Bob is, all right, so what are the next steps and how will you build on last year's progress? What are the things? So once you've once you've informed yourself on what you were trying to do, what progress was made, what specific turning points and highlights helped you get to the progress that you've made, what are the action steps or things that you need to do over the next year to help you build on last year's progress? It's a really good one. And that sort of is a continuation from year to year. Yeah. And as you're describing this, one of the things that made me think about was, you know, when you pick up and for you, you play golf, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. golf is is a game of a complete game of different kinds of clubs and different kinds of strokes and approaches, right? So you got your driver, you got your mid-range, you got your wedge, you got your putter, all those sorts of things. Each of those requires a different skill. Mm-hmm an understanding of when to use it and when to apply it. And in the same way, you build on what you learned from last year. Maybe it's a a skill and ability and discernment, or maybe it is an ability to listen first and process something before you respond. Or maybe it is some sort of evangelistic kind of skill that you've developed in having a conversation with a person who's not not even interested in spiritual things. And maybe you've learned on that. And so how do you build that? So I think going back through otherwise, Jimbo, I think what you have is if you have 10 goals and none of them carry over into the future and you have a new slate of 10, all right, you've accomplished those, but you're not building progress maybe in some of So maybe you should narrow the goals to, you know, three or four or five and link them together over a, a two year period of time to see if you can really get really far down the road or really experience some progress in a particular area. Yeah. All that talk about golf makes me want to go play golf until I remembered that I'm in Arkansas and it's 30 degrees outside. And (laughs) yes, I don't, I don't want to play golf now, but golf also makes me think of our next question because golf is 
a game of frustration and challenges. What what challenges were faced in 2022? And think through like what were some of the big hurdles that were either anticipated or unanticipated? And then the follow up question to that is how will you respond to last year's challenges that is, especially if they're carrying over into the next year. I, I mean, for sure, a challenge for a lot of people in 2022 has been inflation. I mean, that's it is inflation has impacted everybody and everything, including probably your giving. And even if it hasn't in, impacted your giving, it certainly impacted your spending because everything costs so much more. And so, but not just that, but like it, just in general, what were the challenges that you faced? And it just is helpful to write these things down and then put together an action plan. Not only do you put together an action plan of how you're going to, what are the next steps for you to build on last year's progress, but how are you doing, how are you planning action steps to help you address the challenges that have carried over or will carry over into the next year? I love that. So super practical in terms of giving you the the right questions to elicit the right thinking that will create the right strategies for this next year, right? As you do that. And so- your challenges are not barriers. No, or let me say this way: Ch- challenges are not grand canyons. Okay, like that's one of the things we think about in, in terms of when we face our challenges. Sometimes it's like, man, this is just challenging, and I just I'm exhausted by it, and I don't think we can can deal with it. But every challenge it can be met in, in with some kind of action and progress. And maybe it's a redirect, maybe it's going around, maybe it is pursuing some new goal that you know the Lord might have for you personally or or in your in your fellowship in your church. I think it's important to to name some of those that you faced and maybe that are continuing on because they will help you set direction for the future in the coming year. Yeah, those are all great questions from the form that we got from Bob Bumgarner. We'll add that to the show notes. There are some other questions that I want to suggest for consideration for you as well. In Craig Hamilton's book, Wisdom in Leadership, uh, the chapter that I referenced before on where is here, chapter 57 on planning, evaluation, and clarity, he adds six questions. Uh, well, six questions. One of those is who can help us work it out. I've already read that talking about the fact that you don't need to do this alone. And then question two or three are ones that we naturally think about. Uh, where are we deficient or weak and what are our strengths? I think a great way to work through those two questions in particular is a tool called Four Helpful List, which you, which you literally just whiteboard out what what is right, what is wrong, what is missing, what is confusing. And you just talk through that. And as you evaluate the last year, those will help you identify more specifically things that you're deficient in or weak in and what your strengths are. But there's a few other questions that I think he has. The next three questions are really insightful and helpful for us as well in evaluation. One is, what resources do we have? As we're looking at the things we're trying to do in the next year, and he says, don't just think about money in the bank, although you'll want to include that as well. Think about potential money in the bank from reinvigorated generosity. Think about hours people have to give, skills and talents, contacts in the community, your geographical position, your historical goodwill. All of these are resources that you have. And if they're not being leveraged, they're probably lying dormant and overlooked. So beyond your budget and your finances and just how many people are showing up on Sunday morning, what are their gifts? What are the things, what are the resources that God has given you to accomplish the goals and the ministry that he's given you? Super good. One of the things I think is necessary 
that, that just is reinforced by those questions, Jimbo, you got to get other people in the room, right? Because yeah, you have a blind spot uh, or blind spots, I would say. Yeah. And you get fixed in your thinking and you need people to help you become, you know, get out of the box, so to speak. And so those positive people around you who are answering those questions as you're dialoguing, I think what happens is you'll sense, and here's what I've seen happen. Somebody will say something and the energy will go up in the room because they have an insight or a perspective that someone else doesn't. And they see a resource that somebody else doesn't, or they see a way to address a challenge or a deficit in another way that someone doesn't. And then what happens is it's like popcorn, Jimbo, just kind of, it starts getting energy and gains energy and goes over, you know, kind of spills over. And so one of the things I think is particularly, I would say to the leader who might be listening to this and thinking the following, I'm exhausted from 2022. I see so many challenges ahead. I don't even think that I I can do this exercise and feel good about it. Mm. Well, here's what I would say. Don't do it alone, right? Yeah. And, and if your frame of mind, if that's your frame of mind, man, you need some help. You need some positive people. And if you don't have positive people in your church, like you're thinking through all who's there and you're like, there's nobody here who could help me. I mean, go to your associational leader, your missional strategist, maybe a pastor down the street that you know or in the other side of town maybe a seminary friend, get them on the phone, mm. somebody who's positive. I wish we could give out Alex's number and have everybody call him, you know, so <laughs> that would be great. But there's always, there's always a way to get beyond your own thinking and your own discouragement and your own negativity. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll never do it by yourself if you don't reach out to somebody else. And so, you know, you've, you've said, and we've said this recently, don't pastor alone, you know, don't, don't try to do difficult things alone, get a friend, get a buddy. This would be one of those two, man, is, is don't, if you're in the pit of despair, so to speak, how do you get out of it? Especially as you don't want to even finish this episode on planning and thinking and get somebody else in your life to help you think through things that, that you seem to have a difficult time doing right now. Yeah. And I think if you do the, what resources do we have after you do the four helpful list or just even what's, you know, what are our strengths, what are our deficits? I mean, it's kind of like a blessings list. Like just sit there and really work on it and let the Lord use that to refresh your heart that you do have probably more resources than you think. If you'll sit there and look at that and pray about that, because the Lord, you know, what is it that Clifton always quotes Blackaby on? The Lord is it has no obligation to resource your plans, but he will spare no expense to resource his plans. Mm-hmm. And if God has, if God has led you to do something in the ministry and it's truly from the Lord and not just your random idea, then then He's going to give you the resources to do it. And so trust Him. Pursue first the kingdom of God. Don't worry about. Don't be worried. This is not to induce worry, but we do have to be honest. Coming towards the end of our time, but a couple of these questions just to think through. One, two more. One, what are we assuming, and are those assumptions true? Hamilton says, this can be a very difficult question to answer because an assumption is, by its very nature, something that we assume. But sometimes we can see them or hear them in others better than we can ourselves. So this, again, as you're doing this in community. So listen carefully for the assumptions you hear behind things that others around the table are saying. And when you hear someone say that the maybe the church can't add any more ministries because there isn't space in your current building, you might ask whether that assumption, whether the assumption that all your events need to be held on your premises is a valid assumption. Sometimes challenging circumstances will cause us to be aware of assumptions we've held our, uh, that we've even held ourselves. What are these assumptions and are they true? And just to understand, like you may have fallen into, well, this is how we've always done it, or we can't do that. 
because of assumptions. And so see what assumptions may be standing your way. And then this last question that he has is super important. Who holds the power? Like who holds the power within your church? It's not only the people who have official titles that hold power, but this is going back to the conversation we've had about gatekeepers and like, so and maybe they are listed in your challenges. Maybe when you got to your challenges list, you put names um, you know, of your of your gatekeepers. But just some things to think through. And the last thing I'd say, and then I'd love a last word from you, Bob, is as you set goals, break those down into quarters. So if you've got goals for the whole year, break those down into four pieces and think of those, try to make quarterly progress because a year is sometimes just too long for, our, for us to think on something. And then... Lastly, give some low-hanging fruit. Create some ways for you to get some wins and celebrate those wins as you go. Yeah, man, my last word would be uh, to say this to to those who maybe have never engaged in this or may be discouraged by thinking, man, this is going to be really hard. What I would say is, man, just make a run at it and ask yourself these questions. And then here's what I would also say to you. If you're married and you have a spouse, sit down and ask her those questions. Like, Get her insight Mm -hmm. because she loves you. She loves the church and she wants to see things flourish. Right. And then I painted the best case scenario. Right. So we hope that the spouse loves the the pastor, loves the church, et cetera. We hope that's true. We hope that's true. She's a safe person to process these questions with. And then she's also a, a smart and wise person maybe to say, hey, who else in our church or in my life would be helpful for me to process these questions with? And uh, if you're listening to this in the last week of December, hopefully you've got some time off and you can uh, connect with her and maybe ask ask and answer those questions and then start taking steps to move forward. And here's what I would close with this. This doesn't have to be done by January 1. Right? No. It starts January 1. And give yourself give yourself all of January and maybe into February to be working, yeah. working this process. And so, man, go for it. Yeah, if you got questions, reach out to us. Hey, one note I wanted to let you know, our podcast, I haven't told you this even yet, Bob, is now uh, officially on Amazon Music. And so you can now find it listed on Amazon, I think, and I'm not tested this, I think you could find it on an Alexa device if you just said, hey, Alexa, play the Replant Bootcamp podcast. Awesome. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Replant Bootcamp Podcast, a resource for replanters by replanters. If you enjoyed this episode or found it to be helpful for you and your ministry, please help us get the word out by subscribing, sharing, and leaving us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. This podcast is sponsored by 180 Digital. 180 Digital is a team of design, development, and marketing experts that love working with churches big and small. Check out 180.church, O-N-E-E-I-G-H-T-Y.church to learn more about how 180 can help your church move forward.